You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What up, what up? Fantasy Football Hustler back at you, and we are bringing you fantasy news today. We got uh, three quarters of the Wednesday crew in here right now. We should have the other one in here soon. But uh, we got Bogart Scott Free up in the building, fresh off his birthday. Yeah, man. Shout out to everybody uh, that showed love and pulled up last night, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, had, a, had a full day of eating just foods I like. Like, um, I, I legit had a Philly cheesesteak, then I had an Italian, and then and then I had a a, a turkey bacon sub, uh, 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 avocado, right? <laughs> then I had uh, a, <laughs> it's funny because it's like, I'm legit, this is legit. Like, I don't play, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, and then uh, what was it? I had a bunch of Korean uh, fried chicken, fire, you know what I'm saying? Koreans don't play around when it comes to their fried chicken. Fuck no. They are not playing. Bonchon chicken, give me money. Oh, yeah. And then we also got our man TB in here representing Fantasy Good Sports. What up, bro, bro? What's going down? Yeah. Hyped about uh, this week. Really hyped about this week. I'm not hyped about some of these injuries, though, that I've seen so far. A lot of of bullshit going on. Um, First piece of bullshit that I saw today. Everyone who's been waiting on Antonio Brown, he's not coming back this week. They actually said he's expected to miss at least the next two games with his sprained ankle injury. So what does that put us at? Uh, Fantasy playoffs, the earliest, and they said at least until this time. (coughs) I'm not saying saying just to cut bait on him if you got an IR spot, but um, we're getting into muddy waters right now. I'm saying, though, like, why didn't they just put him on the IR? This is crazy. Uncle Bruce Bruce is crazy, bro. I think we got to, like, they, they got to start protecting players from themselves because we already know what the hell is going to happen, man. These guys are gladiators. They want to play all the time, and you already know Antonio Brown's probably going out there trying to work through something, and uh, maybe he just made it worse throughout the time that he hasn't been on IR. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm just speculating, but, I mean, yeah. shit, anything's possible. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't go on our. It don't make sense. Uh, maybe they wanted teams to think that he might play. I don't know. Yeah, getting too cute. Getting too cute. <laughs> yep. Second take extra said, what up, what up? And said, so annoyed with AB. Hell yeah, man. Like, this is just annoying as hell. And uh, shout out to everyone in the chat. David in the building. What up, bro? Ed Tay in the building. Said, what's up, family? There we go. And he said, ready for the news, the hustle way. You already know. 
And Dre Noel was patiently waiting. Good looking, bro, on uh, hopping in here a couple minutes early. Had some technical difficulties. Had to clean out the bong water, you know, for the session. That was my technical difficulty. And uh, Prime Time said, what's up? Uh, what's up, fellas? It's going down, bro. Prime Time Steven. Nick Von B in the building said, what's up? 420 crew, puff, puff, pass. Four minutes. And we got 420 on the East Coast. And uh, we also, ooh, there we go. We got him. Our fourth member of the crew, Gandalf, the fantasy tyrant in the building. Yeah. Hey, what's what going up? on, everyone? Sorry, sorry, dude. A little, a little uh, uh, false advertising. There, no Gandalf. Sorry. Just, just <laughs> everybody, just everybody, that's all. Everybody knows that you're Gandalf. You might as well make that like your nickname, and uh, you know, like it just. Hey, just you might do more. better than fantasy tyrant. You know. <laughs> yeah. Every, everybody loves it, man. That was a hit. Fantasy Gandalf is. Oh, he'll be back. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be back. And uh, Chris, he said, what up, what up? What's going down, bro? Oh, shit. And uh, for everyone who's playing on Super Draft Pro, we already know we got uh, our expert in the building, Second Take Extra, always coming through with the basketball lineups. You threw out the basketball lineups. We got Trey. We got Luca. We got LaMelo. We got Sabonis. We got the Greek Freak. We got Christian Wood. And we got Joe Kick. I'm taking my screenshot right now. Yep. Getting those lineups in a little bit later. Super and, draft, uh, give me money. Oh yeah, and we're doing the twenty-five days of Christmas, and uh, I we'll we'll let everyone else on the panel say if they're going to do it or not. But uh, for these twenty-five days of Christmas, I'm going to be giving out some money for some Super Draft Pro peeps. So anybody who wants to sign up, you got to sign up. I'm not just going to send you the money, but you got to go get signed up. Go to SD Hustler dot com everyone on the show they've all got their own links in the uh, the youtube channel so wherever you're at whatever youtube channel just make sure you go check it out in the description anyone who wants to jump on with me you want to type in sdhustler.com you want to access your contest and then you want to pick the $20 contest or the $20 uh, monthly subscription send me a screenshot go to fantasyfootballhustler.com screenshot it send me a dm on instagram Twitter, you could do it on Facebook, but I'll see it on Instagram and Twitter first. Send me the screenshot I'll, and your cash app, and I'll send you the 20 bucks right back. So go ahead and do that now, and you're going to literally get to play for free for your very first month. Get on that Super Draft Pro hype, guys. We're winning every day over here. All right. We already talked about the AB news. How about we get into a little bit of Cowboys news for bruh bruh over here. Amari Cooper activated off COVID reserve. He's going to play tomorrow. He got into the walkthrough. He traveled. Um, not so good news about Cedric. Hey, Mr. Wilson, though. He's been ruled out for tomorrow's game. But they said Zeke and C.D. Lamb are both good to go tomorrow. T.D. Hooray! TD, what's up with the Zeke news? I mean, I, I know you're a guy who, you know, you got to play your studs, but do you think that this is something where Zeke plays a little bit and then they potentially can sit him for a good portion of the game? Yes, I do. Um, I think Tony Pollard value is going to pick up. Um, I think Zeke Steels gets the green zone touches early, but if they get up or get behind, I think they uh, lower Zeke's value. Um, so I would be a little bit wary about playing him or I would lower my expectations about Zeke. What do you think, Bogard? You messing with Zeke at all if you got him in a lineup? I mean, if you got him on your redraft team? 
Yeah, I mean he's going. He's going in. I just, I you know, I I have uh, RB two expectations out of him. You know what I mean? It's a short week, and I would say that they, you know, I was saying this last night that I think they would. Both these guys will get a, a good amount of work, especially if they say Zeke is good to go, right? I mean, he's been a full go at practice last couple of days. Yeah, and that's that's huge. You know what I'm saying? So because he really was just suffering from a, a bone contusion, which is just a fancy word for bruise. You know what I mean? But, I mean, a bone bruise is pr- pretty bad, but you know what I mean? Considering like it's not, we're not talking sprained MCL or ain't. It's not like Aaron Jones coming back and he gets little bitty work. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, we saw that happen with Aaron Jones because he was coming off of that type of injury. You know what I'm saying? This is Zeke on a short week in a favorable matchup, not against the run, but, I mean, like, in reality, they're favored. You get what I'm saying? So, yep. like, hopefully they're they're up because of Zeke and, you know, punching one one or two of them them things in. I mean, it could be like a, a you know, Tony Pollard just, you know, get me down there, and then, bam, he's going to finish off the job i'm not mad at that because that's my expectations now i'm not expecting zeke to get 20 touches you know what i mean so i'm just hoping that he's a <laughs> he's an rb2 on the week you know what i mean but the other caveat is bringing back cooper to take away Lattimore and cd lamb ready to go they're gonna shake the box loose there could be some big runs from from tony pollard and can get zeke down there real fast and in a, in a hurry. Got some other news here. We're going to toss it up to the tyrant first. So according to a few sources here, Swift, he could miss a couple weeks due to his sprained shoulder. They got the bye this week. So either way, he's not playing this week. What do you do if uh, they come back and, you know, he's going to miss like two to four weeks? You know, let's say it's somewhere in there. We don't know anything. But you trying to move him right now um, just with the possibility of – a longer injury looming? Well, I mean, it depends on, you know, what you can get for him. But uh, personally, I, I like Swift. I think that when he comes back, he's going to be all right. I think if I were a Swift owner, if I don't already have Jamal Williams, you're picking him up. If he's not available, I mean, you know, you got to get something, uh, some sort of backup, obviously. You know, you, I mean, at this point in the season, hopefully you figured it out. You've got, uh, you know, enough running backs to cover. Um, but once Swift comes back, you know, I think it's going to be fine. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a couple weeks. Uh, but I, I, and I do like Jamal Williams a lot, uh, as, you know, as, as a replacement. Of course, you're not going to use him this week. But, uh, you know, in the next uh, couple weeks after the bye, you know, I think he could be uh, very useful. And Anna said it's super active. They're, they're playing this week. They're playing against the uh, the Vikings. It's actually a smash spot for Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's next week that they uh, that they have the bye. Got confused. See, thanks a lot, Hussie. You got me all screwed up there. Because <laughs> I was with you on that. I got that mixed yeah. up, too. <laughs> they, already had, uh, they already had their bye week. So my fear for DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Swift and my second-seeded team that I have them in is that they shut him down because what's the use of – there's nothing to play for. You know what I mean? He's not practicing today, and yeah, I mean they're not playing for anything. I mean you already said that a few nights ago, Bogey. That uh, yeah. yeah, what has he got to play for? So because in fantasy, I speak my worst nightmares into existence. Apparently, <laughs> well, we are. I mean, when you don't have anything to play for, and this guy is supposedly going to be the future of your franchise, they don't have any other franchise players on their squad. He's like the only one that could turn into one. They're, uh, they brought they brought over Jared Goff with a franchise QB contract. 
Yeah, but yeah. there is something to, to be said though about players wanting to get their stats. I mean, that is a thing, and we have to we have to yeah, consider sure. that as well. For sure. But yeah, you only get you're only getting paid based off of your stats. Exactly. So I don't think I I don't see them necessarily shutting him down entirely unless unless you know it, it becomes really questionable for him. I just I don't necessarily see that happening. But yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you're going to want to have. Um, you know, some, some insurance there, you know, having Jamal Williams, having other, uh, you know, running backs off the waiver that, that could be useful over the next few weeks. You know, it's, it's, uh, that's just, hey, that's just being a fantasy manager though, uh, honestly. Uh, but as far as Swift is concerned, um, you know, I'm looking at some things here and, you know, I, I see him coming back. He's got an all right schedule um, in, in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, so, you know, I mean, if, if he comes back, I think he's going to get some play. They may not, like, you know, abuse the hell out of him, but, uh, you know, I think he'll be all right. TD, I'm throwing back to you on this. I don't think Swift is going to play this week, and, you know, a lot's yeah, going to come week, down to practice. But Jamal Williams, I know you're a zero RB guy, so I'm sure a guy like Jamal Williams, you know, might have been on your radar, you know, as far as drafting him. Maybe a lot of people picked him up on waivers. We were actually talking about this before we got on the show. He was just telling me he got Williams. Now, obviously, the options matter. So I want you to put it in context. Where do you think Jamal Williams, you know, potentially finishes? Is he a potential top 15 guy, potential top 24 guy, you know, like RB2? Or you think he's going to get mixed in some of the flex, you know, maybe like top 36-ish? Where do you think he's going to finish? Hold on, let's get it to TD first. I think he's top. I think he's top thirty-six, just to be safe. And whatever you get is uh, icing on the cake after that. So a flex play, then more or less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was going right there. I was going to say I think he's like a top thirty-six guy. It's just because it's a bad offense too. He's yep. going to you, but yep. like he's going to get scoring opportunities. He's going to have to break one. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it's not. I, I don't think Jared Goff was exactly. I mean, and then again. With no Anthony Barr, that you can't, they cannot stop the run too. So, and then and, and, you know, then there's the there's another variable who I just I've been taking a flyer on and just swooping him up. But you know, Jamar Jefferson, you know, for, uh, he's the lost Jefferson of the <laughs> of Van Jefferson, and and, uh, and you know, everyone's overshadowed by Justin Jefferson, but this guy Jamar Jefferson here, you know, I mean, he might get some work, bro. What I kind of think is if. He's more of a flex play on your team. I'm probably even looking not to play him because if I if I got a, another wide receiver that's going to have a little bit more upside, I just get a little bit nervous about whatever kind of upside he can have because the Lions have just been straight boo-boo lately. And I know that uh, Vikings, they don't have uh, – well, so Anthony Barr, he's not practicing. His, uh, his right hammy is wrapped. Um, that's how he was out at practice. But not, look, <laughs> not looking good for, the, for him – if he's out there on Sunday, he's a beast. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got some more news here from the Cardinals. So uh, Cliff Kingsbury came out, and he said that Chase Edmonds is not going to return at least until December 13th, um, the Monday night game versus the Cardinals. Tyrant, you locking and loading James Conner up and uh, the rest of the way until he comes back? Oh yeah, I mean Connor's been—he's been doing pretty well. I—I uh, I, see. I'm okay. So I'm a, a Chase. For, for those of you that are my fans, you know this. I'm a huge uh, Chase Edmonds guy. I love Chase Edmonds. Uh, you know, I think that he's been underutilized. I think that when he does get play, he actually plays pretty well. And uh, but you know, you can't 
you know, the, 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 the coach has made his choice and Connor's been killing it. Yeah. Got to give him credit for that. So I think that, uh, you know, when, you know, until he comes back and then even when he comes back going forward, you know, I, I like Connor at least. Uh, I think Connor's a, a borderline RB2, RB1 uh, without uh, Chase Edmonds there. But when Chase Edmonds is there, he's definitely a flex at least. How hyped are you on Connor for the next couple weeks, TD? I'm very hyped on him. I got Connor in a bunch of leagues. He was a, a zero RB target guy of mine. So, um, I'm just going to squeeze it for everything I can get until Chase comes back, and I'm still going to start him after that. Smart. Yeah. yeah. Either way, like Bogart, Bogart was the one who was saying this from the beginning, that Connor was going to be like the player hater of the year because he was going to be stealing points from everybody, like Chase Edmonds and like Kyler Murray. And, oh, man, when he gets into the goal line, he's just a vulture. The vulture. I'm saying, and then when you add on the additional volume he's getting because the positive game script for them – where they're running the ball a ton with him. You know what I mean? Like, he was having weeks where you would have, like, 18 carries for only 52 yards. Like, he was falling to the end zone twice. You know what I mean? And then, like, and so the yards per carry was was ass. And going back to Chase Evans, he's so fragile. He's only good for, like, 12, maybe 15 touchbacks in a game because they know they, he gets hurt. So, you know what I mean? And that's why I don't think they're rushing him back either. And, and ironically, James Conner was like the poster boy for injury. You know what I mean? Like, and his backstory is really awesome. You know, he beat cancer or leukemia, whichever one it was. Incredible nonetheless. So, you know, he had being riddled with injuries, having pre-existing medical conditions. I, I, I just naturally pivoted to Chase Edmonds and redraft this year because I was like, James Conner finna get hurt. You know what I mean? That's what I was going to ask. We're just going to go around the horn real quick. I'm going to get about Chase Edmonds, did you think that he was going to be the guy or did you think it was going to be a split? Because I know there was a whole bunch of people who really thought Chase Edmonds is going to be the workhorse back. Um, what what did you say, Tyrant? Did, did you think he was going to be the workhorse or did you automatically assume it was going to be like 1A, 1B? See, in the beginning of the season when I started out, I was I was like – because I, I, I was big on Chase Edmonds last year and I saw what he was doing, you know, with Drake there. And I was just – you know, I've, I'm kind of a, a Cliff Kingsbury's on my shit list because of this. Uh, you, you know, I feel like, you know, when he plays, when he's, you know, getting touches, Chase Edmonds was doing better than Drake. And then same thing with, with, with Connor, although that's changed recently. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the beginning of the season, I was very much all about Chase Edmonds. Now, I did think, you know, Connor would come in and, and you know, do his thing, too. But I, I didn't think it would be this this much, and I didn't think that uh, Chase Edmonds would fall out of favor so much, especially since he was he was doing all right. I mean, he, you know, his uh, yards per carry were, were uh, better than Connor in the beginning of the season. So I figured, all right, eventually, you know, they're going to feature him more and more and more, but they haven't. Um, and you know, with that record that they've got, plus uh, how well Connor's been doing, I can't say that it's been the wrong choice. Although I still, uh, Chase Simmons is my little baby boy, and he always will be. I love him, but I, gotta, uh, I just had an epiphany they never were gonna make him the guy ever. I just realized this hindsight's 2020. Yeah, they've traded for Drake at one point when they had Edmonds, and he could have been, and you know, they gave him a chance to be the guy. And then they go ahead and they bring in James Conner this time around in free agency. So maybe it's a case to follow the money because these are the guys that they actually sought out. To, you know, and Chase Edmonds is – he's a homegrown guy. I, I think he's around because Cliff, that's Cliff Kingsbury's guy. You know what I mean? He 
Oh no, he didn't even draft him. Yeah, yeah he before, right? I always thought that he was a change of pace back, and usually, like change of pace backs, I mean, they they do good when they're in there to change the pace, but like you know, when it's all on their pace, they usually don't do that good. I saw the writing on the wall last year, but I mean, still one of those guys. If you went zero RB, or you know, you're just trying to stack some RBs late, he was one of those guys. Uh, TD, with you having the, with you going zero RB in a bunch of leagues, were you avoiding um, Edmonds at all, or were you kind of just targeting Edmonds and Connor when you could get them late? I was just trying to get them when I could get them late, but I did know. See, Cliff is a college coach, so he's not going to put too much on Chase Edmonds. He's actually, and I will say this to you, Tyrant, he was trying to put Chase Edmonds in the best situation to prosper. He didn't want to give him 25 carries. So imagine this offense running, scoring 40 points a game, which this was this offense was doing. Chase Evans is a star. He's a top 16 back. But if you if he gets hurt, then yeah, or Connor goes down, then he's not going to get the value that Connor's going to get because he's not that type of back. So he needs to be running Cliff Kingsburg, usually style where they willing really dealing throwing to the running back 12 times. Like Chase Evans could get 12 catches in the game. But Connor could get two touchdowns. Yeah, and that's the thing is that is that uh, Chase Edmonds is working a lot more in the, the pass game, and you know he's that's uh, that's been his bread and butter. And I have to agree with Hustler on that, uh, saying that it you know he's he's the change of pace guy. He is, um, you know, when we see him, he's doing great. But I think you're right. I think that that uh, he is that way on a on a change of pace. Uh, uh, you know, situation. But but when given the ball like consistently, um, you know, he just hasn't. Uh, taking it up to that next level, and that's why they they do the committee the way they do. He's much better as a as a, a pass catching back. It's kind of it's it's kind of like a, a, a Chubb and Hunt situation um, in, in that case. But uh, uh, you know, I I I mean, I love I love Chase Simmons. I love what he can do. But I, I think you're right. I am both of you. I think. You're right. But what about like check? So you know what they talk saying about CMC, right? What they they overwork them. Mm-hmm. Well, so yeah, imagine, shit. I mean, yeah. Yes. So imagine him being used in like a um Cliff Kingsbury yeah, style, where he's getting a hot a lot of catches and he's not carrying it between the tackles, and they got a James Conner in there for the goal line running back. You feel like that yeah, but shit like that's never going to happen because when you got a guy like CMC, you don't want to take him off the field, nor does he want to come off the field. And I know a lot of backs, I mean, they don't want to come off the field anyways, but. When you got CMC, who might be arguably the most talented running back like we've ever seen, like just from being able to do like literally everything, you know, good. I just think he's in a category all of his own. Like you already know a guy like that. I mean, Derrick Henry, even though it wasn't like, I mean, it's not like he got blasted or anything. It was a like weird ass little fall that he like fell on his leg. I mean, shit, the Dalvin Cook thing, like literally like his toe getting stuck, you know, under his foot and then his whole leg, you know, just getting bent back like. It's still fluky how these guys are getting injured. See, that one was crazy because all that happened and his shoulder was the one that got fucked up. I I think it was like when he fell down, it was like such an awkward-ass position that he got thrown in. And then when they fell on top of him, and like every his body was just like going every which way. But, yeah, I mean, it's tough. And the thing is, is like I think these coaches already know. These running backs are going to be here like two to three years. We better get what use we can out of them right now and all their talent because – even a guy like CMC, is he ever going to be the CMC that we've seen again? Like, probably not, because yes. no one—he's not getting ninety-eight percent of the work anymore. Yeah, but you know what's what? going to happen? They're going to change the way you, they use him. They the put him at, so he's going to be like a Debo. 
He's going to be a wide receiver, but he's getting what? I say CMC shouldn't touch the ball at the running back position behind the tackles for more than like 10, 11 times per game. But you give it to him, you make sure he get all, like he can get 12, 13, 14 catches. Getting tackled by safeties is going to, your body going to be able to last longer getting tackled by safeties than getting tackled by D-linemen and linebackers. Hey, Bogart, quick question. Yeah. You hate Will Offler. I know you do. Yeah, and it's because. And it's because, well, I mean, amongst just coming from a long line of, you know, shitty fullers, you know, but I know that a lot of it is because, I mean, a lot of his injuries come from non-contact injuries. It's literally just from like running, you know, CMC, we've seen it two years in a row. I mean, one was a contact injury, but his injury this time, I mean, when it first started, it was a non-contact injury. He did it to himself trying to get into sixth gear. How about this? So year one, he's in the mix with Jay Stu. Remember, shout out to Jonathan Stewart. Literally do front did front flips over motherfuckers, right? But anyways, and so he shared a load, right? Then year year two comes around, he gets all the work, and then year three in that off season he puts on 15, 18 pounds of muscle. Remember that? Mm-hmm. All those pictures, all the pictures of him yoked. Everyone was like, because oh, he yeah. was like, I'm finna be in the trenches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he knew it. Because he had already spent the whole year. He's like, I'm going to need to bulk up. And normally, you don't want to hear that about your running back, that he's putting on weight. But it, it may, you know, it didn't affect his game. But still, though, he's still, like, he's not the biggest guy. And, like, it's just over time, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. You know what I mean? Ah, CMC. I, I'm really curious to see where he goes. Because uh, if we remember, like, guys like Todd Gurley, you know, comes in, um, kills who, it. But who will take the contract? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not even. I mean, I'm not yeah. even talking. I'm not even talking oh, about okay. that. He's probably he's probably on the the Panthers for life. You yeah. know, I mean, well, at least until uh, this next contract. But I don't know, guy like him, you you just want to have him hey, around. Hey, for- Sean Watson, man. They have one of the illest teams as far as personnel on both sides of the ball, except for when you get to the quarterback position. Yep. yep. Like you get some Deshaun Watson in that motherfucker. Like I don't know. Like the first game where Cam got most of the most of the play, right? The one where he got the start. Yo, he looked good. I don't know what maybe are, are the Dolphins that good? CMC went down. That is a good point. That's a point. And that 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 honeymoon uh, uh, soured pretty quick, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and Anna, real quick, um, she said, "Is Cooper active? His status was changed to questionable twelve minutes ago on the update." Flip flop. So he's never. You have to be a full go at practice to not have a questionable tag. So he's been limited in pretty much everything, including like their little walkthrough. But he's expected. He's expected, and yeah. Yeah. he's traveling with the team. They say, "I, I think he's going to be all right." Yeah, yeah. And, and you'll hear something. Oh, it's a Thursday game, so it'll be the one game. Okay. All right. <laughs> It'll be the one game that everybody's, uh, you know, you know, paying attention to. So, well, even if something happened in warm us, we'll, we'll know. You know what I mean? Yeah. What up, Austin? What's going down, bro? And Matt Galloway said, great take on CMCTD. Appreciate that. And JC Money Design in the building said, what up, family? I made it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, man. All right. <laughs> Let's see some other news that we got here. Uh, so for the Raiders, Darren Waller, not at practice. He's got the doubtful tag on him right now. He's had that since. Uh, I mean, I noticed it yesterday, but he may have had that since Monday. Uh, fire island, up Foster Moreau. The island of Doctor Moreau. 
if you can, guys, if your way, if your trade deadline is still open, then I would go ahead and get rid of Waller in a redraft because I think he's probably going to set out for a while. Um, the, the, they don't, they're not going to the playoffs. He will push through this knee injury, but he's not going to ruin his uh, self of getting a big bag by playing through this knee injury and having tendonitis in his but, knees for the rest of the But that's the thing. That's the thing, though, is he already got the big bag, so he could just chill. He's secure already, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. And all, and we, and we've all, it's multiple injuries. And like he pulled it. I mean, he uh, aggravated it like pregame in the last game, whatever it was. Like, yeah. And you know, if there's nothing more annoying than your guy sideline on the bike. <laughs> yeah. Just get back to the locker room and chill out. Here. I'm like, I don't even want to see you out there. He's out there on the bike, bro. Catching passes for you. You know what I mean? And uh, Nan, Daddy, what up, bro? He said, check out, check out David Johnson's status. I don't see anything on David Johnson. But, yeah, you tell me. You tell me. And Joseph said, Waller has an IT band issue and it isn't supposed to be a thing uh, that would hamper him for more than a week or two. Here's the thing. He's got, he's got more than for a while. And he's got more than just that. That's the issue. Yeah, we, we actually got, like, the direct line to him through, through the homie. Shout out to Fantasy Football Plug. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just his friend in real life. You know what I mean? And, like, he's always been beat up for a long time. Damn. More COVID stuff. Um, uh, Duggar, for the uh, New England Patriots, he just got added to the COVID reserve. Uh, Duggar, Duggar? He's been killing it. Is he a rookie or a sophomore? Sophomore. So, I was so high on him last year because they drafted him in the second round. And you already know that Bill Belichick loves those safeties. But Adrian Phillips killed it so much last year that he really couldn't get on the field. Yeah. But they're in a lot, uh, running a lot of three safety sets because you can't get you can't get any of these guys off the field. That's how good they are. Yep. So <laughs> I guess this is the way you get them off the field. Get them on the COVID reserve list. Damn it. Yeah, he's not gonna play for sure. Well, we oh no no no. I mean, he still could. It's Monday. Monday's their vaccinated. Uh, I mean, I haven't heard that kind of information. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming he is, unless we hear the, the news that comes out. Yeah, because even like the five-day thing, like I don't think his first – oh, it is Monday, though. The game's Monday night. So yeah, the game's Monday. Yeah. Yep, they got the Bills on Monday, and they need him to play against hey, the Bills. That's for sure. They got, they got them uh, – it's New England uh, – it's New England minus three when, when I saw it. Yeah, we'll see what happens now. Let's see. Uh, well, how about some good news for the Steelers? Pat Fryer Muth is a full go okay. at practice, so he should be good to go. This He's week. Drunk. Yeah, he would not be a full go if he wasn't uh, if he wasn't cleared. But uh, oh, we've been talking about Melvin Gordon like for a lot of weeks now because he doesn't seem to go away. But he's not practicing today due to a shoulder and a hip injury. Well, you put your right foot in, you put your right foot out, <laughs> Melvin Gordon, <laughs> and you shake it off. Melvin right Gordon ain't coming off that field. He's just like Zeke. He know what's going on. He's been knowing what's up since they drafted him. And he already knew to his mind, rookie, you're not taking my job. So I, Melvin he'll, Gordon, he's going to have to snap his leg before he come off the field. Same thing with Zeke. But he's already done that, like – Five, four, five times out of his six or seven year career, he always gets hurt. There's only been two seasons that he didn't get hurt, 
And last year, I mean, he did get hurt a little bit, but he was all messed up because that DUI. He was playing like shit for a while. I mean, he was drunk. But if somebody comes yeah, for your position, then you gonna your mind is strong. So if you know somebody coming for your position, the injuries might not happen the way they usually happen. Hey, he, I, I, wanna, say, I don't think he's going anywhere unless he's really, really snapped something. I want to point something out, right? You know, Melvin Gordon is the guy who was like, hey, y'all got to pay me. And he held out and watched another young stud steal his job. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I think he's playing this one smart. He, I think he likes what's going on. They're they're in contention. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, you know, uh, it's just like the CMC thing. I mean, Melvin Gordon always got hurt because he always got a full workload. Mm-hmm. It was like during those years, the 2017 and 2018, I called him Diet Todd Gurley because he got like a Todd Gurley-esque workload. You know what I mean? And Phillip Rivers liked to, to – he was, he was going to target him like four or five times a game, so that was like easy money there. You know what I mean? So he had a, a huge floor, but he would get hurt. And then, you know what I mean? And Austin, Austin Eckler – you know what I mean? He always flashed all throughout all throughout those those years, bro. And he's an he was an Anthony Lynn guy. So Anthony Lynn was like, you know what? Because he didn't draft Melvin Gordon. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but when Melvin Gordon went down, you know, there, you know, asked Neckler, you know, was coming in. That that's why that's why a lot of us were so big on Java Williams because we're like, hey, we see this coming. You know, we've seen this happen before. And uh, you know, I just saw a. Like today, earlier today, people were talking about, "Hey, will you will you gurus just admit that you were wrong about Java Williams?" Like, no, we won't, because we're not wrong about him, because it just hasn't happened yet, yet, and that's the thing: is it could. So even you know, I mean, I I see what you're saying, TD, about you know uh, uh, the the injury, you know, you know, staving off because he wants to you know keep his job, but at the same time, you know, you you can't you can't stop you know uh, a defensive lineman from tackling you wrong. You can't stop. Uh, the turf monster sometimes, you know, it it could happen for Gordon. And if it does, dude, fucking Java's going to be on fire. He's even, he's been on fire in games when, when Gordon is playing. So um, I see what you're saying there. And, and I, of course, you know, I'm starting Gordon every, every week that he's starting. Uh, and I think that he's going to, you know, play that much harder and, uh, you know, try to try to stave off those injuries. But shit, we, you know, you can't, you can't predict that. And, uh, you know, so yeah, just just kind of an add in on that, just saying that uh, for those of for the for the people that are, are, are calling Java a bust or that they're, they're asking if they should drop him. It's like, no, dude, any given thing, Gordon could go down. And if he does, uh, you know, Williams becomes like a, a high end RB2 with upside. All you got to do is look at the numbers in this past week. Very telling. They both get the same amount of touches yep. and Williams gets about 20 something more yards. RBC. Yeah, so fuck it. I mean, the way they're looking right now, they're both low-end RB2s or high-end flexes. So either way, you play both of them. If you're mad that Williams isn't blowing up and being a workhorse back, you should be happy that he is what he is right now because neither one of these guys are getting burnt out going with the 50-50 split. Yep. And Teddy B, he ain't the Teddy B of last year where they're forcing the to throw him. Like, you know, Mike Davis, I mean, we already see what he is between the tackles. You got to throw it to him. Or nothing else, but I think they're playing it smart with Teddy B and just uh, just letting him game manage, do what he does. Yep. And it's crazy because it looks like that uh, that seven seed right now. I mean, there's a there's a handful of teams that are going for it. <laughs> Most are in the AFC West, is what it looks like right now. Um, except for the uh, the Chiefs, the Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, all six and five, and then you got uh, the Browns at six and six. You got the Colts at six and six as well. So there's there's gonna be a dog fight for these final uh six and seven wild card seeds, that's for sure. 
I don't get what's going on with the with the Broncos wide receivers per se though. They they pay Sutton and they don't do shit with them. Like I I don't I don't get it. Uh, uh, and I think what's that next year? It's Teddy B, man. He sucks. He, he <laughs> can't uncork it. He can't I, uncork I, it. I, I know he's getting this year. There's a lot of questions, year. but I'm like, honestly, I, I have to admit, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I like, I really like Jerry Judy, but I just, yeah, you're right. I think it's, you know, we just got to play him if you need to, but, you know, we're waiting for next year. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they lock down those receivers because they're going to try to get them uh, Aaron Rodgers or a Kirk Cousins or you know any of these guys are going to be floating around. You know what I mean? Anybody who's better than Teddy Bree and Drew Locke, like so, yeah, you get one of those big guys and Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, a Kirk you know, Cousins, any I of those really guys get, an upgrade. I really get upset when like someone like Gardner Minshew is not sitting behind Teddy B. You know what I mean? It's like ah, it's Drew Locke, where it gets even worse for the receivers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like. Because at least it's like Gardner Minshew, he's a decent backup. You know what I mean? Like, like Mike Glennon is gonna, he might play instead of, instead of Danny Dumbass, right? Mike Glennon is probably gonna be more better for for those receivers than Danny Dumbass. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll get into that one next. And uh, Ronald said, you think it's time to move on from Sutton? Uh, depends on what you mean by move on. If it's just cut him, I'd say no. But it is getting pretty close to that right now. You know, he's a he's a bench guy. You're starting him. If you see another flare-up, other than that, you'd probably have better options. But I wouldn't cut him, no. He's he's a Here's the thing is, like, you would think, okay, we'll play the matchups, right? Like, if you played him last week, you knew he was going to get Asante Samuel, and he didn't do well, right? They didn't barely even target him. But then, like, there's games like the Washington game where it's like, okay, Cortland Sun's in a smash spot. He does nothing. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I just – I can't call him. He's He's – poor on a per game basis and he's he's just he's not even a, a wr4 to me i would cut ties he's a landmine and life and sports talk with jake what up he said what's good from the dentist there we go some dedication yeah i like it you know what i'm saying and you know what's funny it's i have this whole saying like you know if i if i don't know how to do something i'm gonna find the authority of it and you know because it's like it's like I don't go to the dentist and be like, you know what? Give me the drill. Let me show you how to. You know what I mean? Like, so when, you know, whenever I'm on a panel with y'all, a lot of times y'all make me, you know, uh, see it the way y'all see it. And you know what I mean? Like, like what when uh, Tyron was like, "Yo, why did they pay these receivers?" And in my head, I'm like, "Yeah, why the fuck did they pay them?" TD's like, "For next year." Then he immediately clicks, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, they they're just gearing up for next year, and that's unfortunate. And they're probably going to let Drew Locke play the rest of this year. <laughs> to make sure they lose. <laughs> I mean, Dang it. if they lose this game, they go to 500. So they still have, theoretically, like two two more. They have a cushion of like two losses still before they're like, all right, screw it. You know what I mean? They're, yeah, I don't not, they're not going to beat the Chiefs, though. That's for sure. <laughs> you might need. I, so I, I, so what I'm taking from you here is that you're calling TD the dentist. No, the dentist. Nah, he's, he's already fantasy Keith Sweat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody. Hey, I gotta I gotta go get me one of those uh machines, man. That that way I can have me an intro. I gotta come out for that. Oh yeah, man. You already know people love it. Like I forget who said it earlier. Uh on one of the it might have been Monday, I can't remember, and he was he's like, yeah, TD's got the dopest intro. No homo. 
And uh, Vanessa, what up? Said, any news on OBJ? Do you guys like him this week? Um, I mean, going up against the Jaguars, I mean, if there's a team, you know, that he's going to get off against, it would easily be the Jaguars. They're going to try out a lot of things in this game. And while we're on the topic of the Rams, everybody just go and see if Sony Michelle's available and just don't let him be out there. Grab him up. He's actually a, a nice play against them if there is no uh, Henderson because he, he hadn't even practiced today, right? Right. Yeah. Quad in, quad injury for him. Um, yeah, the, those quads, man, they don't they don't mess around. So we know that they got Super Bowl aspirations, and so they're gonna they're gonna need him. I mean, especially if you're a Henderson owner, if you know for insurance, go get Michelle because uh, the the Jags are bottom twelve, you know, defending the run. And I just yeah, go for it, get it. And even if you even if you're not an owner, and you just because right now is the time where if you're trying to get in the playoffs, you got to make all these plays, like these crazy little plays, like go pick someone up, drop your kicker, and you know pick up a guy, and then wait and see what happens, then pick a kicker. Dude, you got to make all these kinds of plays like that. So yeah, if 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 Sony Michelle is there, find out a way to get him on your team just in case. Here's what you got to do right now: you got to pick up players that are really going to move the needle if they hit. Like fuck these mid-level guys. Like even a guy like um Hunter um like uh, Renfro. You know, like I love the guy, you know, he's super dope, but he's not getting touchdowns. Like he's never going to be that dude who really makes a difference, like on your squad to get you over any kind of hump. And then daddy, just right there. Thoughts on Rex Burkhead. I know. I know. I gave him one game, cut his ass. Like he's not going to do anything but, to make your team better. I'm no, no, but no, but <laughs> no, but see, here's the thing though. He won't even get the volume because there's some, someone said something about David Johnson being something, something's going on with him. So even if there's no David Johnson, it's not like they're going to volume sexy Rexy. You know what I mean? I actually think your point was for a Rex Burkhead type play, Hustler. The reason why I say that, he's not talented. But if anything happens to David Johnson, which he's volatile, then Rex Burkhead is going to get all the green zone touches. Is this efficient offense? No. But I'd rather play him to go play uh, – uh, a Trey Sermon, hopefully they put Trey in the game. No, Rex Burkhead is going to get 18 touches. It might be garbage touches, but I'd rather have that, and i go down with the ship with 18 touches. Here's what I think about that. High volume, low efficiency, that shit needs to fucking go. Because uh, they're, they're not – I mean, it all dep- – I mean, if he's like the last running back in the world that you can start on your team. Exactly. You and know, I, go, I, go yeah. do it. And, and I have, and I got, I don't have no running backs like on my, uh, what team is that? My Scott Fishbowl team. I don't have a running back to start. I got a couple guys on buys. Rex is my best play. I could go play a backup on a good offense. I could go play the Gore guy from Kansas City. Um, I could go play guys like that, but I think I'd rather play Rex than to play a backup that's not good. Well, Sony, Sony's like- different. Sony's way above Rex. But yeah, other but guys. Put it like that. Well, because here's the thing is Sony's a true lottery ticket. Yes. If yes. anything happens to Henderson, yes. we see other guys there, like yes. Jake, Jake Funk, and whoever you know. They're they're nobodies. It, it'll be all Sony. Like that's a, you know, Alexander Madison. These guys like that. Those are lottery tickets. You know? There you go. Just like Ronald says right here. Don't want Alex Collins. Don't want Brita or David Johnson or Burkhead. Like those guys are like last ditch efforts that you're really just hoping that they get into the end zone, like somehow, okay, well, some way. 
I would have Brita all the all over those guys, and cause, and I'm in a lot of deep leagues where I'm like I'm hella happy to have Brita as a player. Yeah, well, here's the thing about Brita. Yes, I agree. Over those guys, I would, but I don't think Brita really has value unless uh, a Singletary goes down, and that could definitely happen. If that happens, dude, I mean, Brita could be a lottery well, ticket. Here's the thing: is they're all they already like they. I, I would expect Zach Moss to be a scratch the rest of the way. Like you know, what I mean? true, but still though, they don't like him. They, don't, they just don't like him over there. Yeah, so I mean that that's all I, that's all I'm saying just about some of these guys. Like I would rather, I mean, if you have to play them, that's a little bit different. But if these are just guys that are on your bench that you're holding as depth, I would rather take the shot at some higher upside guys. Oh, really shoot for guys that can really go for the moon. Yeah, yeah real right. quick, on Bria, he's he's really he only had like a 32 percent, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 snap share last game. You know, to 68 percent for for. Singletary, I just, you know, he's touchdown dependent and he can do it, but, you know, and he's the fastest guy on the team. I'll give him that. But if unless Singletary goes down on a team that's that's pass first, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. There's got to be some other high upside guys. Yeah, I mean, he, like these guys, these aren't 12-team plays, you know what I mean? 12-team leagues, we're not, these are the guys you get rid of for like a second defense or, or another <laughs> Be, you know what I mean? Yeah, especially now. I mean, I'm not all I'm not I mean, I hate team defense, but you know, this is the time that you roster, you know, two or three defenses on your team. Literally, like this team's gonna be my week 15 team, this team's yep. gonna be my week 16 team or whatever. Yep. Yeah. There we go. And uh speaking of some other uh some trash running backs, ex Houston Texans running backs, uh Flores for the Dolphins says there will be an opportunity for Philip Lindsay to earn a bigger role in the Dolphins offense this week. We'll see how practice goes. You know what's funny is that goes without saying because that's what every every player on a depth chart is trying to do. It's trying to work their way up on the depth chart. So that's like it's a really that's like phenomenal coach speak right there because he said something without saying anything. Well, I think regardless, it's negligible. I mean, I, I think that he is going to get maybe get a little bit, but it's not going to be enough to be fantasy viable. If anything, um, you know, it takes a little bit away from Gaskin, and you know. That, that's all. That's the only fantasy relevance that's I think That's another it has. team right there. That's another team that hates Miles Gaskin because they did everything. They, they were the ones rumored to get Najee Harris. They're the ones uh, that 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 try, that uh, tried to sign on Johnson, but then the Eagles got him. They tried to sign Jordan Howard, then the Eagles, Eagles got him. And then they bring in Malcolm Brown. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like all these things showed me that they didn't really fuck with Gaskin like that. So bringing in Lindsay is just another version of that. And David P says, uh, is Cook out? Uh, we think he's going to miss, I mean, uh, everything that they're talking about. But um, the crazy uh, coach speak, you know, is that he could potentially play this week somehow. So he's hey, not how, officially how out. Is Mike Zimmer? I think Mike Zimmer is officially old and senile. <laughs> you can't trust what Mike Zimmer said. I just, this is not, sorry. <laughs> oh, he he's sixty five. He's officially a senior citizen. He's so old and see now. There we go. Have you taken your pills, sir? <laughs> yeah, the dude uh, potentially has two torn labrums right now. Like literally, any shot that he gets hit could. Uh, I would come up, up the rest of the season. Stop him right in the shoulder. I uh, yeah. I mean, even if he could play, I'm not playing him. Like you're gonna make him pass block a defensive end, and all they're gonna do is push him in both shoulders, dude. Yeah, yeah, just, just, yeah. no, no risk, risk a much worse injury. Not, yeah, I wouldn't do it. 
<laughs> Nicholas said 65 with a 22 year old girlfriend. <laughs> Living the life. Dude, if, I hate hate that, that, if I was 65 and had $10 million in my account, I'd be dating a 22 year old too. Hey, hold on, Zim. <laughs> Zim got, he got it like that. <laughs> How you seen Bill Belichick girlfriend? Hey, listen. Bill I'm Belichick. not. I she's think like, she's like 1920. I've got you know 10 million plus in the bank at 65. My girlfriend better be 22 in bank. Exactly. <laughs> we know Bill Belichick, he's keeping her around just so he could um when he was funny. He's like, I don't know any about that snap face or that that my chat or whatever. But he's keeping her around just to make sure, keep him up to date with the social media. Hey, he would do that shit though. <laughs> we know he's looking for insider info anywhere he could get it. Telling you, he's the evil emperor. <laughs> he needed some young. He needed some younglings. Yeah, and uh, oh, so um, before we got into the Giants, because um, Bogey, you brought up something about Mike Glennon. Um, so according to Joe Judge, Daniel Jones, uh, Danny Pesos is expected to practice today and for the rest of the week, even though he's considered uh, week to week with that neck strain. He's also considered a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. Hey, when you see hey, hey, when he's doubtful, the D stands for dumbass. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand, and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. <laughs> what up, Devin? What's going on, bro? The D stands for do not start. Yeah. Damn, David, he said it's Benny Benny Snell a stash. I hear um, Najee on the decline. I mean, shit, everyone with the Steelers is on the decline right now. They look trash. And if anything, uh, it's not Benny the Snail. It's uh, my man Kalen Balazs, bro, because he's already been shown. They brought brought him in because they saw him take over a carrier workload when Eckler was out last year for the Chargers. Yeah, it's, I, it's, went to the, I went to the championship with Balaj because he had a playoff game. If I'm stash, if I'm stashing anyone uh, from that team, yeah, it's Balaj. Yeah, and really, I mean, what's on the decline is uh, is Harris's snaps, and it's probably because they don't want to overwork his ass. Yeah. There's no reason to. He's he been, he been nursing an injury that they've been real hush about. He got hurt in the Chargers game couple couple weeks a uh, couple weeks ago. I mean, he's been on the decline for the last three weeks. He had 87% in week 10. Week 11, he's got 75% of the snaps. And then week 12, 58% of the snaps. See, that's a little alarming because I think like 65% is where he's going to live because that don't kill him. You know what I mean? Like, I think you're right. <laughs> I mean, for real though, like, but look at, look at Le'Veon Bell. He always averaged like what, 86% of, of the snaps over there. You know what I mean? Like, so sometimes even up to 90, like that was like, that was David Johnson, Todd Gurley. They were getting work like that. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys, you know what I'm saying? So I, 
And it's such, that's the volume we need to, for him to be fantasy viable because it's a bad line. It's, you know, if he's not getting the receptions, we're not getting the cheap points. There's a lot of variables that, that he's benefiting from this team being shitty. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And if he's not getting the volume, he's not going to get, he's, you know, it's not going to be beneficial. Man, we really need him to finish out this season strong. We need it. We need it. It'd be nice. I mean, and- what's the schedule looking like? He has a lot of – it looks like they got a lot of shootouts on the docket. They, they got, got a bunch of divisional matchups, so he's going to pile up a bunch of receptions. And Oh, yeah, and PPR, dude, he's, he's, he's still going to be all right. They got the uh, they got the Ravens um, this week, and then they got the Vikings next week on Thursday. That's, that's and we're going to be there. Spot. You better show out in that game. We're going to be there. We're going to be in attendance. That's the smash spot for him right there. Like, if, if he does bad this weekend against – uh, the Ravens, because you know the Ravens are going to crowd the, the line of scrimmage. That's all Big Ben can really do is throw everything short, and it, and then that also helps for them to stop the run. And then they got the Titans the week after that, and then you got the Chiefs, and then for the last uh, week of the fantasy season, they got the Browns. So, so tough matchup. They got the Ravens in Week 18. Yeah. So Titans and the Chiefs, those are phenomenal. Those are oh, yeah. Those are soft matchups for him to eat a lot. Juicy, juicy matchups. So he. He, so let's say fifty percent of his matchups, because what three out of the next? How many? How many? Say there's like three games out of there. That five, yeah, five games until the end of the fantasy season. Yeah. So there's three. So three out of those five are are, are phenomenal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Najee is gonna finish strong. He just as long as he's not hurt. You know what I mean? Because those receptions are coming. All those game scripts are gonna be negative for them. So let's hinder his workload a little bit right now and then let's give him a full workload uh, week 15 through week 17 and then just let him chill the rest of the way. Right? And that's another thing, too. They rip off a couple L's here. Like, we need them to show up and beat the Ravens so they have some type of life because they can start just shutting things down, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yep, and Austin says, uh, honestly, people are sleeping on the fact that Ben hinders that entire offense. I, I think that might be like maybe some announcers or maybe like guys who work for these big corp, uh, corporate oh, companies we, we know it's who are afraid show. to talk about it because we always shit on Big Ben on this yeah. show. Yes, yeah. it, it is. We, we are fully aware it's Big Ben rapist. Birth. He needed to retire last year. I don't know what the fuck he's doing playing this year, honestly. Because, like, I mean, it, it's one of those things to where guys like John Elway did it right. You know, I mean, you go out on top, you're still, you know, you still got the shades of yourself. You know, you look at Peyton Manning. I mean, they're lucky they won that Super Bowl because of the defense, because that was like the worst season like we've ever seen from him. Looked absolutely trash. And if they would have lost and, you know, two years in a row, they lose the Super Bowl because of him. um, That would have been the thing that his whole legacy was built off of, even with all of his, uh, you know, accomplishments and everything. You know, I didn't think Peyton Manning really – well, yeah, he didn't play like for us Peyton Manning-wise, no. But I'm going to tell you this, Hustler. If you take – let me just take up a talented guy that got a good arm. If you don't put any other quarterback with that um, Denver team, they would have lost that Super Bowl. Peyton May couldn't throw the ball downfield, but he knew when to take shots. And that's right. way that, more important that than the other talent that you can have. Because I'd rather God take – Take care of the ball with no interceptions, no turnovers, than to go out there and you throwing five touchdowns, but then you throw two picks. You know, Brock, Brock Osweiler looked pretty good with them. I mean, because it's it cool. okay. But remember, oh they, took, they took him out at the end because he started throwing picks. And, and they said, yeah. well, we can go back it, to Peyton. It was Kubiak. 
where everything was run 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 first it was the that zone you know what i mean like that that shit that shit is super quarterback friendly that's why someone like brock osweiler looked good for a time being you know what i mean because he's really ass you know <laughs> and you have when you have cj anderson who was balling and even yeah. Tillman had some some flashes too, like they. No can, Marino. Yep. Yeah, and you have a defense and one of the best kickers in the game who has a sixty, he has a sixty yard boot on deck. So you're winning a bunch of these games by lower scoring points. Yep. And, you know what I'm saying? And that was their formula with Peyton Manning, the sheriff. Well, and I mean, all all that I'm really saying is how quick the fall was from Grace and Bogart's talk. I mean, me and Bogart talk about it all the time on the show. I mean, you're going from having like the best season ever, you know, to completely falling off the cliff. Yeah. Like if it wasn't that far of a fall, I probably wouldn't be talking I mean, shit. You we, know, witnessed, but. we witnessed it. He came back from Tommy John and in yeah. like team, it's as a team, they're playing well, but he was playing ass pretty much all year. They get to week 11 and it was like, you know, they started getting injuries on that defense. It was a wrap. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. bad for them. And then he comes back. He, he still looks like shit. You know what I mean? No. And and you know the play the play calling everything it's all bad. You know, once you take a couple injuries to that defense, you know what I'm saying? It, it's we've seen this recipe already. And everyone in the division is good. Be, yeah. You know, for the longest the Steelers, it was just them and the Ravens for real. You know what I mean? That's why I was so yeah, and that's why I was so high on on Claypool. Because listen, if this offense was running efficient, like see Aaron Rodgers in this offense. Claypool going to be opening up deep, and then Deontay going to be killing you underneath, and then you got Furmuth. I'm telling you, if it ain't if it ain't for AJ Dillon coming into uh Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers going to go to the See, I'm, okay. the I'm also okay if Kirk Cousins goes to the Steelers. I'm okay. Yeah, he can. He can do it, but you just got to have a strong run game with Kirk. You can't ask Kirk to put it on his back. But, but see, I want to see Rodgers go to the Steelers or the Broncos. That would be like fantasy match made in heaven right there. Yeah. yeah. And and from what, to answer someone's question earlier, I forget what they said exactly, but it was why I think the Steelers it, it's hard for them to move on is because he won two Super Bowls for this organization. Win the three. He, he he took him to three. He won two. He really only won one because the other one was de- the first one he won was the defense in that run game. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. That was like the worst uh, the worst uh, winning QB like uh, performance ever in a Super Bowl. Yeah, against Seattle, right? They big Seattle. Yeah, Matt Hasselbeck. Yep, and that damn that damn call at the goal line, dude. That was not a time. Seattle should have won that game. Seattle should have. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah! And uh, we had a couple people throwing it in the chat. So AP, it was part of the news that he was visiting uh, the Seattle Seahawks today, and he's officially been signed to their practice squad. And I think this is a whole lot of nothing. Just another body, you know, in there. Their run game is weak. This is Pete Carroll trying to make some kind of move to strengthen his RB class, RB room. Yeah, he basically talking shit to his RBs. He telling them, listen, y'all playing garbage. Because, listen, Pete Carroll is big on competition. His practices are like games. So he basically trying to say, well, I get AP. I know he will compete. I don't give a damn how slow he is. He will compete. I want guys that's going to go out there and, be, and compete. Um, with, so. with Seattle, it may as well be like the old Tecmo Bowl. Just call it, call it Seahawks running back. You know what I mean? Like it's just it, it, whoever fills in there, you're not starting them anyway. It's 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 a weird committee. We don't know who's going to be in there week to week. It's just it, I don't, I'm not. Yeah, I mean the only news is oh great another running back. I'm not starting in Seattle. It's Russell Wilson's fault. I mean, listen, and I'm being I'm, I'm being a little bit disingenuous. So he did get injured. It's not like he just fell off. But after the injury, 
If they would have kept Geno in there, this offense was finding this rhythm. They was in the uh, Alex Collins looked decent, but when Russ comes back and he's trying to cook, it makes the team look very, very bad. The defense is actually better than what it looks like. But if you're gonna feel seventy five percent more than normal, then you're gonna get tired in the, the second half, and the team's gonna run it down your throat. That's why they've been worst against the run. But if you look in the first quarter, this team is great against the run. Um, what do you think? What do you think about DK? I mean, I know he's pissed at Russ right now, but I mean, when I was actually watching that game, you could just see they're scheming him out of the game. I think it's really the play calling what the issue is, not Russ. As far as like DK getting completely shut out of these games, I think DK and Russ got beef. I think DK just said some shit like Russ, this, this, and he, he's, uh, I don't know, just talk some shit, and Russ like, okay, you know, Russ is not going to respond. Like, I got you. You're not getting no damn targets. You think he made it past that Sierra? Hey, you know what? You, this could be a joke, but you probably, you could probably be on to something. Yes, I mean, something's going on, bro, bro. It's nothing like Russ, like, uh, DK, you wasn't open. Bro, DK, you know, he used to hyper-target DK all last year. So something yeah. is going on, bro. That's, I agree with you. That's like the weird thing. It's like last year he was getting tons of targets. He was doing <laughs> fine. This year it's a little bit different. I think I think he's got to get on in on that prayer circle with him and Gerald Everett, man. Get that connection back together, man. Yeah. Yo, did did you guys see um um when uh, when he caught that ball and he went up and he tried to do like the Lambo leap? One of the fans pushed him down. Like he tried to jump up on the stands and the fan like pushed him down. No, I didn't see that. Well, wh- wh- who did that? Gerald Everett. So when he oh, scored right. the touchdown, he went and jumped up, you know, like in the stands, uh-huh. you know, tried to do the Lambo leap. And he jumped up and one of the, the Washington um, fans pushed him off. Like, don't, don't, be, don't, be, on our, don't yeah. be on the sideline. <laughs> he didn't fall or anything, but he put, you know, he didn't let him sit up on the crowd or anything. Okay. <laughs> that shit was funny. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was one of our homies in who's always on the chat here. Scotty Boy sent me the, on Instagram. That shit was hilarious. Yeah, Bogor hit me up. He would have text. He was like, TD, you might be right. They probably are beefing him and um, DK. I'm telling you, when D- I seen DK look at uh, Russell last week. And then he all of a sudden started getting in a scuffle with guys. I said, damn, he mad at Russ, but he don't want to do this on national TV because they know they're going to vilify him. So yeah. he took it out on the guys on the other team. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, I mean, I wouldn't want to punch Russ in the face, you no, know, because no, you know no, you're no, not no, getting no catches no, after no. that. But, <laughs> yeah, but next person who talks shit, I'm about to clock him right in the face. Yep. Hey, he was trying to clock two people at once. Exactly. Like, thinking that it was Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! And uh, Tino said, "I wonder if DK has some minor uh, season-long injury nah, going on." He's fine. Yeah. And uh, let's see some other news. Okay, so Tua he says that Devonte Parker was not limited in practice and is looking really good out there. When Devonte Parker is there, he's always competing for the for the top target uh, share on the squad. Uh, Bogey, you nervous about Waddle at all his targets um, with uh, Parker? Coming back? I mean, maybe he loses like two or three targets. I'm always going to pencil Waddle in for a double-digit targets because he wants to go short. That's 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 the tuna fish way. You know what I mean? Two of, two of the tuna fish only throws low. I mean, throws short. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, maybe maybe they, they go short to, to Parker in like a red zone package on a rub route or some bullshit. Like, I just feel like – I. And hold on, this this came from Tua saying this shit. Is he a doctor? 
No, that he was out at practice and he was really he was looking good and he wasn't limited in practice. He probably looking good. But are you throwing him the ball? That's what I would ask him. I mean, when Parker was playing, he I mean there was only a couple games that Waddle out targeted him. Mm, okay, this is see, this is this, this these are things I should know before I start. You remember Thielen had out targeted Justin Jefferson to like week eight or week nine, and then Justin Jefferson took over the team. Yeah. So last last time they were on the field together. So this is when Parker missed three games. Waddle got 12 targets. Parker comes back and gets 11 targets in that very first game back. Mm. If they both get double targets, I think they're all good in the hood. But 12 is pretty – I mean, the last four games, Waddle's got 10 targets, six targets, nine targets, and then 10 targets. So if Parker comes in and takes any kind of those targets and gets him underneath double-digit targets, that's kind of what I'm – you know, getting that, do we still think Waddle is a locked and loaded wide receiver too? Yes, I actually feel more comfortable. It's just like Calvin really playing with Cal Pitts. I need take some pressure off Waddle. If Waddle get one-on-one coverage, he's going to probably have some big plays and have more touchdowns. But you're right. If he's if Devontae Parker's not out there, then they just targeted Waddle a lot, and it's kind of like 14 catches for 75 yards. Who do they got this? Dante Parker's out there. I feel like Waddle can have big plays and actually score, have an opportunity to score touchdowns. Who do they got this week? <laughs> Tell you in a second. Oh, okay. They got the this Giants. Week the Giants. Yeah, the Giants. Okay. And yeah. The, Giants are, the Giants are a stingy defense too. So every they don't they don't let the, they keep everything in front of them. I think this is a bet more better, obviously for for Waddle. Like I'm not I'm okay with playing Waddle. I mean, not, I'm obviously going to play, but I'm, I feel good about it, I should say. Yeah, Waddle is definitely to us guy. And, you know, Parker coming back, I agree with TD. It's just it's just going to take some attention away from him and could open up some more plays for him. I, I love Waddle this year and going forward. Yep. You, get, he, you know, and then he's obviously going to draw James Bradbury, which is their best corner. So that's really great for uh, Waddle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Parker will just, you know what I mean? Parker's yeah. the guy you got to respect. You know what I mean? We assume. We assume. I'm curious though, because uh, Bradbury can go back and forth, number one, number two. Though I'm not worried about him. He hasn't been playing as like he had been uh, like last season. He was. He's not quite quite the shutdown corner he has been. I mean, he's yeah, I, I very good though. I think it's kind of like Devonta Smith. You know, I mean, he's already warranted number one coverage. Chase already, um, you know, warranted number one yeah. coverage. What, um, who, who was it we were talking about too? We were wondering if Slay Elijah was, Moore. Elijah Moore, yeah. And I think that he is going to, because who the hell else deserves that kind of respect on the Jets? Nobody. <laughs> is he coming to the slot, though? I mean, he 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 has shadowed this year. Okay, he plays one of the okay. one of the one of the few guys that actually shadows. You know what I mean? So if he chooses him, he's gonna follow him around. You know what I mean? I guess that's what depends on like, do they really respect him like that? Because yeah. Moore does move around a lot, and normally Slade does play on the island because like literally he takes away that half of the field. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, he's just better just going man to man. You know, on the side versus exactly. going in the slot. Okay. But we'll see. I, I'm really curious though because he has followed people into the slot, but it's not. Uh, it's only big time. Only big time name. I'm much, I'm yeah. much more worried about uh, Zach. Uh, Wilson throwing him the ball. I mean, then I am slay, honestly. Yeah. Flacco better come back. They activated him off the COVID reserve. He better come back and they better just start him. Zach Wilson. I, hope so. I don't I don't think they will, but I hope so. I I like Wacko Flacco because he just, I like Flacco too. He, he makes yeah. the guys fantasy relevant. You know? Yep. Exactly. 
Flacco well, still can play a starter. He can be a spot starter. I, I like him a little bit more than Andy Dalton. If you got a really good team around him, I, I think Joe Flacco is fine. He's not Joe Flacco from four, like six years ago, but he still knows the NFL offense. He still has a really good arm to be his age. That's the thing, though. Like, I mean, the Jets aren't really like that viable, you know, like, I mean, as far as their team goes, and he's still got them looking way better than Wilson did. I think it's Wilson just doing way too much. Like, he's scared to throw it to his running backs. Then the one time that he tries to do it, he like does that little, that little pitch or whatever and fucking hits Ty Johnson right in his back. Yeah, <laughs> like what the hell? And he was like five yards in front of him, not even looking behind for the they ball. Be good in the offseason, they got to learn the way Zach Wilson plays. So you know, imagine playing with Pat Mahomes, and you going from uh, Alex Smith to Pat Mahomes, and you a couple balls gonna hit you in the back of the head. You like, I thought the play was over. So they got to get used to playing with Zach, and Zach got to learn check the ball down, bro. This is the NFL. You're not throwing it deep every series. You're just I'm not going to do that. I want and a guy like Michael Carter. A guy like Michael Carter, why would you not? I mean, he's almost like Sunshine, you know, from Remember the Titans. I, I just yeah. can't make that pitch. And uh, But, like, he, man, you throw it one yard and you see your running back just run for, like, 20 or 30 yards. Like, man, that's the kind of, like, you know, high efficiency that any quarterback should want. But, I when, mean, you're rookie, but when you're a rookie, you try to show everybody, yeah, I, 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 I am the right pick for the Jets. I am going to change the Jets around. Watch, look how deep, look how I can throw deep balls. He's bruh, that's not how you play NFL quarterback. You don't need to show everybody that you can connect with Corey Davis 60 yards down the field on every play. And I yep. think that's what happens. He's but you like a veteran quarterback, be like, okay, I'm gonna check it down on Michael Carter. So I'm gonna do that 13, 14 times, and then I'm gonna pick my shots. Yep. Right. And then they're gonna try to stop that, and when they try to stop that, they then you can Elijah Moore. Yep. All right, and uh, one quick question on Patreon before the last couple pieces of news. We got Frank said, pick two, Barkley, Gibson, Pittman, Waddle, OBJ, Thielen. I'm going to throw it in. Uh, let me I'm throw going, it in the uh, chat so I can pull I'm going, pull it up here on the screen. Here we go. Gibson. Gibson. Gibson and Thielen for me. So we got to pick Waddle. Yeah. Either, with, either it's Gibson and then it's either Waddle or Thielen for me. I'm going with uh, I mean because they're playing the Giant. I mean they're playing the Eagles, right? Barkley, you can run. You can run on the Eagles. They get they get stingy down there in the red zone, but no, they're not playing the Eagles. Hold on, Eagles are playing the uh, the, the Jets. Jets. Right, they're playing the they're Dolphins. Playing the Giants, Giants, and oh. Dolphins. Giants got the I'm Dolphins. Not, I'm not fucking with the Dolphins. Yeah, I go Waddle. I go Waddle and and, and, and Gibson. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving a slight uh, nod toward Waddle uh, myself over Thielen and definitely Gibson. And Tino said Pittman is a is a guy the Colts stink though. <laughs> yep. And uh, okay, quick piece of news for Washington: JD McKissick he has a concussion. Um, we'll find out more. We'll find out more info. I mean, I still think. I mean, from Monday to Sunday, I mean, the timetable would allow him to make it, but it's cutting it like hella close. Hella close. So real quick though about about uh Pittman. Uh I've been doing the the wince or wentz thing, and so far I'm two for two. Uh um and I actually nice. do and I and I'm 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 predicting a wentz week, so Pittman might be all right. Yeah, I mean they got the Texans. This is this is like hey, wow. And this is it. This is the game. I've been talking about this. He's had this game circled on his uh, calendar since the schedule was released. He loves eating up the Texans. Yes, yeah, sir. T.Y. Houston. Yep. 
Hell yeah. And uh, for the Bears, Andy Dalton taking the starting reps in practice today. What do you think? What do you think they do with Fields? Um, they just sit back and let him get a hundred percent healthy, and just t- let him keep watching the game. He he know he's the future, but they're not gonna just try to put him out there because he could. No, most quarterbacks probably would play, but they got Andy Dalton. They gonna roll Andy Dalton out there until Fields does a one hundred percent. I guess they're not technically out of playoff contention right now, even being four and seven, because uh, whoever hits the wild card spot, they're probably gonna have like. Eight or eight losses, nine yep. losses, maybe mm-hmm. for that seven seed. Ah, what up? There, so they're gonna go with who can help them win. And right now, Dalton's the guy that can help them win. Yep. And what up, Zeb? He said, "What up, guys?" And throwing in the tree emoji. So that's always Zeb. <laughs> and taking shots at Bogart. He said, "Fuck your Niners, bro." <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I take pers- that personally too. Yeah, I love it. I <laughs> the dark side. Feels your hate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the last piece of news here is uh, from the Eagles. So according to Jalen Hurts, he said he's playing Sunday. Uh, he was limited in practice. Him and Miles Sanders were both limited in practice. And Devonta Smith, he missed their walkthrough that they had today uh, due to an illness. Mm. Miles Sanders, I mean, that that's someone that I think we're going to have to take that, like, all the way down to game time. But – um. I mean, we didn't even think that he was going to be playing this week because of the, you know, getting injured, yeah, you know, getting hurt in the game. Uh, what do you, what do you think, TD? Miles Sanders, someone who uh, you think he's? I mean, we're just guessing. Obviously, we're not doctors, nor do we play him on TV or YouTube. But you think so, that you think he goes this week? So in a vacuum, I'm playing Miles Sanders, you know, over this guy I'm about to mention. But I feel safer that this guy's going to get more targets than Miles Sanders or any of these running backs for the Eagles and his Rex Burkhead. But no, he's not. He doesn't have as, as much as upside of these guys. But I'm not playing nobody with the Eagles. Uh, 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 Suriani is crazy, right? He, he you know, Is it going to be Kenneth this week? Is it Boston Scott? Is it Miles? Do, I mean, what are you going to do? Or is Joe, is Joe, um, is Jalen Hurts going to run in for two, t- two times? Right. Like, I don't know what's going on. So I I'm not. Trust- I ain't trusting him on that back. I'm not trusting. I rather so. Long story short, I rather trust Burkhead than to go and trust one of these guys. Unless uh, they stay early, he passes all week. I'm taking Boston Scott over Burkhead easily. I, I'd probably go that route too. Listen, I don't. But Miles Sanders isn't healthy, so even if he does play, I think I like. I listen. I like Boston Scott in this matchup, even if he is the second fiddle. It's a defense that gave up 21 rushing touchdowns this year. The Jets are ass. It's just, and, and see, here's the thing. Rex Burkhead couldn't even get one on them. Yeah, the Jets are ass, yeah, except for the Texans. Yeah, David Johnson yeah. didn't do shit. Rex Burkhead didn't do shit. They shut both of them down. Yeah. I don't know about shutting them down versus, like, poor quality offense. You know what I mean? And, like, Mike, for what Sirianni has been consistent with after the first four weeks is running the ball with all of his running backs. Well, I mean, what do you consider? I mean, shutting them down. One guy had ten, was ten for thirty-nine. The other was twelve for twenty-seven. No. Okay, I see. I didn't. Even what were you talking about, hustler? David Johnson was ten for thirty-nine on the ground. Rex Burkhead was twelve for twenty-seven. And Burkhead had nine po- fantasy points. That was more points yeah. than Nick okay, Chubb. He had three. He had three receptions for twenty-seven yards. So he caught him for a couple, couple yards on some receptions. 
I I mean, either way, I I hope uh, I well, I don't hope you're right because I dropped Rex Burkhead, but um, I will gladly let you do some victory laps if Rex Burkhead. Uh, no, well, Rex is it's just a, it's just a better to me. I just feel I'm just looking for a safe play with that type of running backs that we're talking about. We just trying to yeah. be safe. Um, yeah. So you know, Jalen Hurts with him being injured, I probably would go with the Philadelphia back, maybe Boston Scott. But if you know, Jalen Hurts could run again. It's the Jets, you know. You, yeah. And what I'm saying is, go big. Or go home. That's what I'm saying. We got to win some championships, not play it safe. Sometimes playing it safe doesn't get you over the humps. You need to. Let's see. And, uh, um, yeah, I, I personally ain't fucking with Texans backfield either, but yeah, that's me. Coach is pretty much it. All right, let's get a couple questions. If you got some questions, throw them in the chat here. We'll do a couple uh, before we get out of here. I'm just going with the recent ones in here. Uh, from Zeb when he was back on Facebook said Jacobs or Jamal Williams, assuming there's no Swift. So Lions against the Vikings, um, Raiders against the uh, Washington. I mean, you just play Josh Jacobs in that instance, and because I think that game will be more competitive on their side. You're gonna we're gonna need Jamal Williams to catch like I don't think he's gonna get too many yards on the ground. You're gonna need him to get get it all through the air because they're gonna be playing from behind. You know what I mean? I think Josh Jacobs has the higher upside to score a touchdown. I'm going Jacobs. I almost I'm going, Jacobs. I'm going Jamal Williams. And the reason why I'm going Jamal Williams is because he's got it by himself. And I, one thing I can say, Detroit has always controlled the line of scrimmage out of 90% of their games, no matter who they was playing, even the big-time teams. They're, they always control the line of scrimmage. Their backs are big, they, got, they got a good, good offensive good line, though. They yes. really got a good line over there. And um, so they stay close in the games. And as long as the game is, is not like 40 to 3, I think Jamal Williams can give you a floor of, you know, 15 points, 10 to 15 points. Let's see. Who else we got in here from uh, – or I think there's also Zeb Lamb is good to go, right? Yep, they said he was good to go. And Jack Booze, he said, I picked up Madison and the owner of Cook offered me Javonta Williams. Do I accept it? No. I think I would. I Listen, Cook, okay, this is a precarious situation here because if you're Dalvin Cook and you're the Vikings and they drop like the next two, you might not see Cook anymore. You know what I mean? And I'm assuming we won't have Cook for like two weeks. I'm rocking Madison right now unless, I mean, because I mean, that's one of those guys. Madison's going to be, a, he's going to be a top 12 running back this week. You know what I mean? Easily. He's an RB1. That's just for this week, though. So what do you say about the about this entire trade, though? Ah, uh, fuck Melvin Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, because, you know what I mean? That's kind of a headache. When I think of Javante Williams, it's been a headache because we're just waiting for Melvin Gordon to step aside. You know what I mean? And it's working for them in reality. So, you know, Hence is gonna not work for us in fantasy. You know what I mean? I mean, in in your league, Bogart, the Tyrannosaurus Flex League, Jamal Williams threw up twenty points. I mean, uh, Javante Williams threw up twenty points. I mean, yeah. I don't give a shit if Melvin Gordon's there or not. That twenty points, um, you know, week to week is pretty damn nice. I mean, has he been? He hasn't been putting up double digits like that back to back though. That's the thing. His per game basis is 
isn't that great. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just got to look at who he's playing against, though. So even if, if he is matched like this, one, race, this should be a Javante week. It's the Chiefs. They know this team. You know what I mean? That's the guy. Everyone who plays on Yahoo. I mean, we know a lot of people here play on you. Well, no, no matter where you play, we see the colors. Like when you pull up the player, like bad matchups, good matchups, you know, all that. Like Javante, he's got like green, gray, green, red, gray, red, 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 green, bye, green, gray, green, 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 like all the way out. Like he's got the best matchups on the way out. Like, come on, you play the Chargers twice. One of the worst run defense in the league. Played Chargers twice um, over these over these last handful of games. I say go. I say make the trade then. You know what I'm, I mean? I'm gonna say no. Go on and get go on. And, you know what Madison does. You know what type of offense is. I think it could be getting too, too cute, but it's all in prerogative. It's all in what you want to do with your team and who you like. Madison, I'm gonna go ahead and ride this out. This is why I got Madison. This is why I've been holding on to Madison. So I'm going to go ahead and ride this out and try to get this win. But, like, Javante Williams does have the upside to, in your playoffs to boom. I do. If anything, here's, I a longevity here's, play, though, because I didn't, I didn't realize he was all green. Here's Madison's schedule. They got Detroit this week. Then they got Pittsburgh. Then they got Chicago. Then they got the Rams. And then they got Green Bay. And we don't even know if Madison's going to be the guy. If, if Cook doesn't come back, that, that's what we're also banking on. We are taking the shot, too. This is a trade. Is Cook going to come back? If he does, Madison's not that dude the rest of the way. If he doesn't, Madison is the dude. But Cook is not going to get the full workload that he's been getting no matter if he could for the rest of this year. Madison's always going to get some workload. So now I think Madison gets 35 40% even when Cook does come back. Now, touchdown upside, I agree. Madison won't have any touchdown upside if Cook is out there. The only time that Madison's done good is when he's gotten 100% of the work like this year. That's all I'm saying. I agree with that. If it gets to a point where he's not the 100% guy, then you might have some issues. And I love that we could disagree on these because then we put it back up to you, Jack Booze. You got to be the one to choose. (laughs) And uh, and, uh, the second take extra was saying earlier, I love a good debate. Like we need to get a debate show going. uh, It's fun. It's just fun. Mm -hmm. All right. Who else we got in here? And we're almost out of here. Let me see. Where we at? Where we at? And Sean said uh, tight end Schultz, Moreau, or Friar Muth. I think that I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going Moreau. Ooh, man. I'm going. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm firing up the Muth. I'm going with the Muth. That's all day. The I'm, not, I'm not even deciding on this. The Muth heat. Look, Big Ben loves him. He reminds him of Heath Miller to me, so I'm going with the Muth all day. That's easy. He's, to me, the Muth is a top five tight end in fantasy to me. Oh, yeah. He's going to kill it next year. And uh, the, the Ravens are giving up like crazy points to the tight end, so, I mean, it is a good uh, good matchup. Yeah, it is a good matchup, but so so is Washington. I mean, Gerald Everett just ate on them. And Foster Moreau is going to lead that team in targets. Let's see. And and I said won't uh wanna want to drop Pitts and pick up Fryer or Logan for the rest of the season. Thoughts have knock standard. So I'm, I mean I'm assuming I mean it's gotta be redraft. It's kind of tough. I, I mean, T D, yeah, I know that you're more emotional than Kyle Pitts, um, you know, out of everybody here. Would you drop a guy like Kyle Pitts to pick up Fryermuth or Logan Thomas? Nope, I'm not splitting hers at the tight end position. Only time I'm splitting hers if less is Travis Kelsey. If you ain't Travis Kelsey, I don't care nothing about you. So I, I got Kyle Pitts, I'm gonna ride with it. 
And like, I, this is what I tell my guys. Don't come back to me talking about why did I sit Kyle Pitts? I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I mean, I'm, it's, not, it's not because I'm high on Pitts, but his cost is tight in. And each week, guys go up and down. Only guy that doesn't do that is Travis Kelsey. So what are you trying to pick up? Everyone is like a, a streaming, exactly. like TD, you know, dependent, like matchup based, like tight end. Like I don't know, though. I mean, for the past, uh, uh, see, out of the past six weeks, Friermuth had, uh, you know, five games, uh, uh, you know, of great fantasy production. You know, I mean, I think that's that's pretty consistent. I mean, probably even more so than, you know, Kelsey's been this year, to be honest with you. So I, I do like Friermuth uh, in that case. You know, he's already got knocks. I like Friermuth over Pitts rest of the season, personally. That's what I would do. I mean, if, if you got to, I, I'm not a big fan of dropping Kyle Pitts, if, you know, but if he's already got knocks, that's the key. He's already got knocks, so yeah. I mean, if if you got it, you got it. I like Firemouth rest of the season over uh, over Pitts. Uh, and that, so it goes back to hustle the point, and I agree with him. Sometimes I pick safe when I got to go stream, and I don't see anybody, so I go safe. But Kyle Pitts upside—that's two hundred yards in a game. That's two tubs. So if I want to, if I want to try to put get some boomers in the playoffs. Kyle Pitts is the guy that I might want to play in the, as um, in my tight end spot. Then Knox, like you said, Knox is the best guy of all those. So to me, Pitts would be my guy. We're like, well, maybe I can play Pitts right here to get a little bit more upside. I think Does the Pitts give you that upside where the Kyle Pitts, or he just give you a safe floor where you go yeah, get Pitts, Pitts. Pitts has really only had two very viable games this this year and hasn't had one since week seven. I just I don't I don't see it. I don't see that turn around too much for him. I think it's too much of a risk. I think Firemuth is a lot more solid. I do agree that when you're going into the fantasy playoffs, it's good to have um, you know a, 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 a lottery ticket in your back pocket. But um, you know, yeah, I agree. I think you're playing Knox a lot. But you know, if you got it, if you got to choose week to week, you know, yeah, I mean, I'd rather choose between him and Firemuth than him and Pitts at this point. Okay. That's my opinion. I, I agree. There should be a debate show. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> it's pretty damn ugly. We know that much with this tight end. Tight end has always been and will always be a wasteland. Kyle, so this- Kyle Pitts, his problem is no Calvin Ridley there. It is. You know what I mean? And then then his exactly. cord- corduroy Pippen's benefit is that everyone focuses in on Kyle Pitts. Yeah, preach. Preach. So to, I don't want to mess up the symbiosis here. So I'm going <laughs> to go against Kyle Pitts and go the moose because Kyle Pitts exists for Corduroy Pimpin to pimp on. <laughs> Dude. That's, that's, he's playing his role. Hey, you know Sagittarius what? power, man. Sagittarius power. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, hit, the, hit the know your role drop because hey, Kyle Pitts just needs to know his role. He, he's there for Corduroy Pimpin. I just feel like Kyle Pitts got one or two more big games, and I think that could be a league-winning game. You know what I'm saying? It, it could be 200 yards because, you know, Kyle Pitts can go for three touchdowns in the game yeah, because sure. they can start, try to get him the ball in it because he hasn't did good in the last couple of weeks. That's the only reason. But Fairmuth is the play. He's better than um, Kyle Pitts all day. But if I already got Knox, I'm going to keep Pitts for the upside. Fairmuth is not going to go for three touchdowns in the game. Well, I don't know. I, he could. But I feel like Kyle Pitts could give me that upside. Well, you I'm know, if like, if, like, Claypool gets injured again or, or God forbid, Johnson goes down or something, dude, Firemuth can get a lot of attention. But okay. also the fact that those guys exist, you know what I mean? Like, especially when you got Deontay and Claypool on the outsides, 
And then, you know, here's Firemuth over the middle all day getting get, getting the targets and the receptions that Big Ben really want to do all day anyway. All he wants to do is go short. You know what I mean? You feel like yeah. Firemuth can be finished as the number one tight end in one week? Do you think he can do that? I mean, uh, I don't think so because Big Ben's not going to hyper target him enough. Yeah. I mean, I think he would need like three touchdowns to make that he's, happen. He's more close. He's more similar to, to Dawson Knox than people know. You know what I mean? Because he's yeah. got, really got to get the touch. I personally think he's closer than that to that than Pitts is. But you know, I mean, also, also if you look at Pitts' schedule coming up, it's it's kind of tough. Okay, uh, I just, I, I yeah, okay. I just like move the rest of the season. Okay. What about you, Hustle? You think Kyle Pitts could finish as number one in maybe in the playoffs, one of the playoff weeks? So let me go look at uh, let me go look at the Falcons. Uh, they, got, they got Tampa Bay coming up. And yeah, if anyone has the schedule, read it out. To yeah, me. it's uh, the, in the in the playoffs. You're looking at San Francisco, Detroit, and Buffalo. And if you look how they how they all uh, fare against <laughs> tight ends, um, you know, especially with those last two weeks, Detroit and Buffalo, I I'm not liking yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it would. I mean, the only one that I see is really like with the Lions. You know, I don't. I don't see him doing it against. Uh, I mean, San Francisco has been hella stingy against okay. the uh, against the tight end, and, and the uh, Lions have have been kind of stingy against tight ends too. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's really it's really weird. So I mean, they gave up a good game to the um, to Chicago. You know, for those tight ends, but then Cleveland. I mean, who doesn't really have any tight ends? Pitt. Um, I mean, Firemuth must not have done that much in week 10. Uh, Eagles had a, had some top 12 uh, numbers for the tight ends. And then you got to go back to Mark Andrews and what well, says week two when they played Green Bay that they gave up top 12 numbers. But uh, I I don't know. Was that the week that uh, what's his name? Like the only touchdown that he ever got? I don't play? even remember. They played the Lions. Yeah, week two. Yeah, so, I think he had two. Oh, no. No, he had two week one against the Niners, Hawkinson. Then he had one, and I think he No, had- no, no, no. I'm talking about opposing. So we're talking about the oh. Lions uh, defense. Oh, the Lions defense. Yeah. So yeah, who's, yeah, Robert, who's Tun- the- Robert Tunyon. Couldn't he remember his name? He's been so off the radar. Yeah. Big Bob. Again, Big they Bob scored Tunyon. the touchdown. Big Bob Tunyon. He died on us early on, man. <laughs> yeah. So maybe in that Detroit game, but I'm a little bit nervous about Pitts the rest of the uh, the rest of the way. Yeah, I'm just not fooling him. They, they, he's the number one guy. You need to shut down, and they do it. Yeah. But we're gonna, we're gonna have a lot of haters out there. So I got to drop, you know, just our December drop for a lot of haters. Now, so. if Calvin Ridley comes back, you know, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. another story for another. That, that's a horse of a different color, <laughs> right there. Yeah. But uh, here we go. Check out this new drop that I got. I know you guys are gonna like it. This is gonna be the December special for all the haters. Oh, here it goes. For all the haters, all the haters out there. <laughs> Baby, I got a plan. And, and, and I said, thanks for all the feedback, y'all. Hell yeah. So we're going to get up out of here. Uh, we got uh, we got a Q&A coming up in about an hour and a half here at uh, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. And uh, yeah, just go to fantasyfootballhustler.com. You can get it everywhere there. Go follow me on the podcast. Go leave me a five-star review on Apple. Go follow me on all social media. And uh, yeah, we got the Instagram uh, giveaway going for the Matt Judon college jersey. So go follow there. Um, the uh, the post is up there. Should be one of the most recent ones. Go get involved. And uh, Tyrant, tell everyone where to find you at. Hey, uh, what's up? Uh, so 
Yeah, I'm on uh, YouTube, Fantasy Tyrant. I just put up a, a link there in, in the chat. Uh, this is uh, to my, my uh, current uh, YouTube video that I have out that gives some more information on what's going on. All right. It's my 40th birthday bash this Sunday. All right. Yeah. This Sunday at 7.30 a.m. Uh, Pacific. 10.30 a.m. Eastern, all right? I'm doing a special two-hour Tinker Stinker Power Hour. I'm going to be answering questions, not doing most of my normal stuff, because I'm basically answering questions and hanging out with my crew. I've got, uh, you know, Alex is going to be on there. Bogey's going to be a special guest. PD, you're welcome on if you want to come join. Celebrate my 40th birthday with me. I'm going to have uh, some, you know, some scantily clad females showing up too. I've got some other good things uh, happening. A lot, of, a lot of special guests, some football-related, some not. So come see who I've got uh, uh, Sunday morning at 7.30 a.m. Pacific, uh, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. It's a two-hour Tinker Sneaker Power Hour, 40th birthday bash. Another big thing about that is this. Uh, so I've got this uh, promotion going on where um, I'm going to be giving away an, uh, some autographed merchandise come Christmas time. And then uh, uh, and so what you got to do is a couple of things. First of all, Anywhere you go, hashtag Tyrant Gang. Give me a screenshot of you posting my video with hashtag Tyrant Gang. I'm going to give you an entry into this contest to win uh, uh, this, these uh, autographed merchandise. But as far as my birthday thing goes, okay, so if you, between now and Sunday, uh, donate um, on Patreon. If you donate uh, to me on, on Venmo, on, uh, 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 you know, I have, I have those links up. I also have uh, uh, PayPal. Any of that stuff, okay? So each each dollar amount that you donate is another entry into that giveaway. Plus, you know, if you donate, you're gonna be on my birthday show. Like, come and be a guest with these other guys. Just like, come say, hey, have a have a shot with me. You know, you know, shout out if you, if you got something to plug, plug that. You know, on top of that, too, fifty percent between now and and uh, December twenty fifth, Christmas Day, all Patreon pledges, all donations for any of this. Or 50% of those go to Dornbecker's Children's Hospitals. All right. When I was when I was six years old, I had appendicitis and almost died. And my parents were poor, they didn't have money, they didn't have insurance, dude. I, I was I was pretty much, you know, I was pretty much dead. And then, you know, Dornbecker's, man, they they you know, they were there. And I was I so I, I spent I spent almost the entire December. I, I got to spend Christmas. In, in the hospital, but Dawn Beckers took care. There's a, a Santa Claus that came around. They took care of me, dude. Dawn Beckers is a wonderful organization. So please, 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 if you ever uh, donate to, to, you know, uh, uh, to my page or whatever, like I said, half is going to keep my show alive. Half is going to keep kids alive. So let's do it. You know, this is the month to do it between now and December 25th. But if you do it before Sunday, you can be on my birthday show with me as well. So there you go. Awesome. Woo woo, and I, and like I said, TD, come, you're invited. You know, come check it out. Uh, uh, you know, hit me up on Facebook or whatever. But yeah, okay. appreciate that for sure. Right. And TD, why don't you tell everybody where to find you at? Guys, go to any social media platform. You can find me at Fantasy Good Sports. Uh, like it, it, as you see on the screen, there's no spaces. Fantasy Good Sports. Also, guys, go subscribe to my OnlyFans. It's only ten dollars a month. If you subscribe now, you grandfather clause in for life. And I will be raising that price because my value is picking up of how many subscribers I have. So, guys, yeah, go make sure you subscribe to my OnlyFans. And I'm giving you cutting-edge content on all platforms. So, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel and my OnlyFans. And subscribe to me on all social media platforms. Bogart, tell everyone where to find you at. Yeah, the earth is my turf per use. 
And you can find me at the GMM Network. You can subscribe to the GMM Network on YouTube. And Universe, give me money off top. You know what I'm saying? And uh, shout out to everybody. You know what I mean? Like, it's a wonderful time to be alive. That's oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we got that. Uh, we're coming back to you tomorrow. With t- We're coming back to you tomorrow with Fantasy News Today. Boom. Every weekday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. We got the Q&A coming up in like an hour and 20 minutes. That's probably going to go for like an hour or so. And just go to fantasyfootballhustler.com. Go get on Patreon. Now is the time to do it, especially if your trades are still your trade deadline has an end. Go do it right now. Go get on the superstar tier. You want to be able to get access to me. Now, on Thursday and Sunday, the only people that are going to be able to comment on the last like 30, 45 minutes on the live stream are going to be YouTube members only and Patreon members only. So, yeah, we got that going. I want to make sure that everyone's supporting the cause, that you're the ones who get the last second, you know, advice. So go tap in fantasyfootballhustler.com. Follow everyone on the panel here. Everyone here is dope. Everyone knows their shit. And uh, debate show coming real soon because we like arguing with each other about random nonsense that neither one of us are right or wrong on anyways. But at the end of the day, it's all in love, guys. It's all in love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. So we're going to figure out, because I want to do this before December is over, before the fantasy football season's over. We got to figure out a day and time to get this rolling. You know how we're going to get up. We want people to throw in the arguments, too. Oh, yeah. That'd make it even better. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's how we should do it. Have the fans come on. Tell us what to argue over. We argue over it. Great time. Cage match. Something. You know, it's cool. It could be anything. It's anything. No holds barred. So I'll I'll bring my metal chairs, dude. I got it. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think it should be. I mean, I think we should either do it like on a Tuesday or like Friday night, something like, and maybe not this week, but next week, do it start where we start, like maybe like seven Eastern, um, you know, something like that. And uh, I think it would be real dope. I'm down. We're going to make this happen. You guys Bye. heard it here first. Yeah. All right. We're out. Peace. Peace. Later.